Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today I'm joined with Sam Henderson. Sam found his love for coffee while backpacking Southeast Asia in his early 20s. He planned to start a coffee cart, but an unexpected trip to Rwanda put his coffee dreams on the back burner. When he came back home to Arizona, he picked up his dreams of having his coffee business by getting a job as a roaster in Arizona in Scottsdale, Arizona. After a few years of being plugged into the Arizona coffee culture and learning more about the industry, he launched the first phase of his coffee dreams, Kindy's Coffee Box, a monthly subscription box sharing the best beans from Arizona roasters with coffee lovers around the world. Welcome to the show today, Sam. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you, Bobby. I'm on coffee with Bobby. This is exciting. This is, I've made it. This is uh, phase two of my <laughs> coffee dream, make it on coffee with Bobby. So yeah. I'm yeah. Really and we, here. Yeah. oh, I'm so glad to have you. You know, when we connected, this was such a joy. I love coffee. I love connecting with people. And when I heard what you were doing with Hindi's coffee boxes, I was like, I am totally in. I love yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to do the first ever coffee tasting on Coffee with Bobby today. I am very happy to uh, be involved with that. So um, let's uh, let's dive into it, and then we can just start talking. Um, yeah. So you got in your Hendy's coffee box, which I'm glad you like it. It was very fun. Uh, you got some of one of my roasting partners is Novella Coffee. Um, run by Melissa and Ruben, uh, like out of their house in Phoenix. Um, great friends. They were some of my favorite Mexican coffee uh, that I've ever had. And so this is one of their uh, Mexican coffee from Oaxaca. So let me grab my, I have a handle for my grinder. It's in here somewhere. There we go. So yeah. Did you smell it yet? Have you gotten a chance to smell it? I did. This smells amazing. I actually opened it up this morning. <laughs> um, I didn't oh. brew it yet. Well, I just That's... brewed this pot that I haven't right. really tried yet. Um, well, but my brother was over at the house and he, I was like, smell his coffee. It's so good. <laughs> and he's well, like, God. what are you on today? <laughs> You're like, it's just coffee, okay? There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Yeah, it's... um, Yeah. They, they roast all, you know, I'll go and see their little roasting setup in their garage. It's, it's quite the feat. It's like a little five pound little roaster. Uh-huh. Um, and Ruben just, you know, I'll shoot a message on Instagram or text and say, Hey, can I get four, pa- you know, four bags of this kind of that? Da, da, da. And he does it. And it's, um, I love these stickers. This is somewhat of a kind of a rebrand as I understand it. They have their, uh, like, low reuse, and then uh, one of their buddies, like, made this logo, and they've just, like, six months, and I think this looks so cool. So, yeah, it's I'm so always happy. I almost wear my novella shirt here, too. Yeah, and then for those of you watching, like, here are the yeah. beans. Um, they're a drier. They're not as oily as some of the beans, but they smell amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, the reason for that, I'm going to keep this away from my microphone is, uh, you know, Ruben and Melissa do a lot of medium roasted coffee, um, being a kind of a small roaster. They don't, uh, like a big giant roaster can do a dark roast. Dark roasted coffee won't last as long. And so if you're a big roaster, that's going through it, you can afford to kind of do a dark roast, but if you need coffee to last an extra week or two on the back end, you know, until somebody buys it or you're doing wholesale to a restaurant, and they're just not going through it as much. Medium roast is perfect. And medium roast as well does, uh, it keeps some of the natural flavors. We can go into the, any questions you have, Bobby, I am more than willing to answer it on roasting, on brew methods. Uh, we're doing my favorite brew method, which is the Chemex. Bobby was nice enough to agree to doing a Chemex with me. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I love the Chemex. And a quick story on the Chemex. We were actually in Boston a couple of months ago and at our friend's place and he had just moved into a new townhouse condo and i was like where's the coffee pot he's like i go to the local store every day and i'm like how can you not have 
like yeah. anything to brew coffee with. And he was like, well, it's just like the convenience store. Like the next moment I was like, I am purchasing on Amazon <laughs> for you. Uh, Chemex, it's coming yeah. in the mail. I'm picking up new coffee beans. And like he even converted. He like texted us. It was like, you wouldn't believe it, guys. I made another pot of coffee. <laughs> the, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, the Chemex, my first Chemex was um, at a, a local coffee shop around here. I had like a, a pour over type deal forever, um, but to actually get it like at a shop, which completely blew my mind because I was just doing it by myself. And I, you know, I like to consider myself a professional, but uh-huh. you know, you, you go into a coffee shop and there's a barista there. There's some part of you that's like, they know what they're doing. And maybe I don't, because <laughs> at this point I was just doing everything at home. Um, and they made me a Chemex, like a pour over. Uh, they brought the whole thing over on a tray. They sat it down to my table. I'm like, wow, this is great. And it was really good. It was rich flavor. And so that's, I said, I got to give myself one of these. And so I did. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um- so to sort of differentiate for people who are watching, like what is the difference for you between the flavor profile of brewing it in a Chemex versus a French press for a strip? Yeah, so um, coffee always has some natural flavors uh, in it and the brew method changes kind of how hard those flavors hit in a way. Um, so a Chemex like this, where the water and we'll do it pours over, it's a kind of a pour over method. Uh, the water and the beans or the grinds don't really like hang out for as long. And because there's a paper filter, the metal filter, um, it really kind of, it filters it out truly. Um, and so you get a cleaner taste of what the coffee profile is. A French press uses something called an infusion method. And so the beans and the grinds and the water like hang out and they really mix together. And then when you push it down and separate the water and the grinds, you get more of like a heavier kind of hard hitting flavor because they've just hung out for so long. Um, And the way that, you know, you stop that from becoming overwhelming is you grind that coarser. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fine balance between, how thin your filter is, something somewhat medium, coarse, thin like this versus a French press, which is uh, you need thicker grinds for because you they're hanging out together. You know, they're going to spend more time together anyway. So right, it's for very sure. interesting. Coffee's so much fun. And what sort of got you into? Yeah. So, um, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, for I, I've been building my palette, my coffee palette for like the last three, four years. Um, pour over is my favorite method of doing that because it gives me that clean, more. It's great. French press is like a heavy hitter. Like I'll make it at night if I've got a long night. Um, you know, it's, it's a deeper flavor, but you don't get any of those higher kind of fruity notes that you might get with just a uh, pour over. So you were saying, what was your question? Oh, I was going to start saying, as you're still grinding those beans over there, um, how did you get into your love of coffee? So that was with uh, the introduction of uh, my backpacking journeys. Um, I was in Southeast Asia, specifically at this point, I was in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and I was working as a magazine editor. And, you know, I did a whole bunch of writing stories. So, you know, the, you know, those like fish tanks where you stick your feet in it and like the fish eat all the dead skin, it's rejuvenating or something. I did it. It felt real weird, but I did it, you know, for the story. And, uh, you know, so I wrote that. I did a couple other stories. um, And the magazine owner, Patty said, hey, uh, I I like your stuff. Do you want to just like write a story by yourself? You know, like a cover story, this big, like two page spread. And I said, sure. What should I write on? She said, you can write about anything. And I said, oh, that's a lot of pressure. And so um, I decided that I was going to, I was walking around Chiang Mai. I never really drank coffee up to that point. And, but I noticed there was like coffee shops popping up every other weekend and none of them were shut down. And I took like a semester of economics while I was in college. And so I kind of understood supply and demand where it was, well, either that's broken or there's enough demand to sustain the supply of all this coffee. And I looked into it. I did some research into kind of the Asian growth of coffee demand. Uh, 
and it was expanding. Like it was huge. And so I was like, you know, this could be a possible business opportunity for me is to start a little coffee shop thing type cart, you know, everything over there is like food carts. So I was like, maybe I'll do like a coffee cart and start that. So that's how I got into it is um, from writing it in a story. Oh, that's awesome. How long did you spend in Southeast Asia? I was there for about a year and then I went to Rwanda for a year. So I spent about almost two years backpacking. Uh Um, It was nice. So it was, you know, I was just, I was in college. I wasn't super happy with, I just didn't really know what I was doing. You know, it wasn't that I wasn't having fun. Um, I was doing stand-up comedy. I helped, you know, found a fraternity. Uh, I had a good group of friends, but I was just, I was a little scared that at the end of the four years, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I wanted to know what I was going to do. So I took a kind of hard, long look at myself, realized that maybe school wasn't for me at this point because I was just Mm -hmm. taking classes like biology and chemistry, things that I knew I wasn't good at and probably wouldn't pursue a career in. Um, And so I, uh, you know, stopped going to school one semester, dropped out and then sold my stuff and bought a ticket to Vietnam, a one-way ticket to Vietnam and flew on over and kind of worked my way back. So, yeah. That is amazing. As an avid traveler myself and one who's like gone off on different ventures of studying, like that is so key when you take the time to actually like see what you really want to do. Yeah, I think getting some some world perspective, because at the point I never really had left Phoenix. You know, I've gone to like visit other cities, but I never really saw the world. And I don't know, it just it seemed preposterous to me that I knew what I wanted to do in life if I hadn't even seen the outside walls of Phoenix. So that was it. Well, my beans are done, so I am ready to start grinding. Oh, I got rid of the Zoom call. Let's see. Is it back? That was my, I don't know what happened. (laughs) So there we go. So I'm going to wet the paper. Um, For me, I use a paper filter with my Chemex. Um, I don't know, it just tastes better. I feel part of me is self-conscious about the idea that I'm throwing away paper and I could get a reusable, reusable filter and save the turtles. But I don't know. It's a hard balance to walk, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. like that one paper filter is not going to make or break us. Right. And I recycle them. So I feel a little better, but um, so how, how are you going to brew it? You're doing your Chemex as so well. I did over. it in the Chemex already. Um, nice. Three, like two minutes before we went live here. And so I did it with a reusable filter Smart. and it had hot water in the kettle. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not pouring this water just out on the ground. We live in the desert. There's a uh, very scarce water as is. I have plants out here. So oh, we, uh, we do some plants. So um, how I do my Chemex, I rinse the paper filter to kind of get rid of some of the papery taste that might still be there. Um, and then I pour the grinds in. I make a little divot because it's, uh, it's a cone filter. Uh, and you know I want the water to spread evenly. And then I'm, I'm a very big coffee snob. And so I scale everything. I weigh everything. And it's just one of those things that I'm just trying to get better at. Uh-huh. So I used to, and I still do. And it's hypocritical. I make fun of people that are like this hardcore into coffee. And I'm like, God, you guys, it's just coffee. How could you? And then here I am with the scale, my grinder, like <laughs> the whole setup. It makes a difference though. <laughs> it does. And especially... You know, I don't think the average person needs to go this far. You know, I talk to people and they're like, do I need the you know, the water? Do I need the grinder? The, I'm like, no, you don't. But, you know, I, I am trying to work my way to becoming a coffee professional. So, Right. And it makes a difference, like, for where you want to take your coffee adventures. Exactly. So, yeah. How did you start Coffee with Bobby? What was the inspiration for that? I'm curious. Yeah, so I was in Houston, Texas, and I just had this moment. I would sit outside, have coffee every morning with my boyfriend. And then I was like, you know what? I really miss the coffee shops. 
a hundred percent. Like we used to travel almost a hundred percent of the time. We'd be in new cities every week. And that was like, sort of like my go-to place of, I could always count on meeting somebody there. Like somebody I had never met in real life prior. And it's turned out like I have friends all across the world because of it and all these incredible stories. So, you know, mid June, July, I was like, I miss people. Like I need to be around more people. I was lucky, like his family is a larger family and we were always around nieces and nephews. And, but I was like, I just need to meet somebody different, like outside of our bubble. And and so, I mean, it got to the point where I was going on runs and just talking to neighbors as I would like run past and learn people's names. And then I got inspiration. I was like, you know what? why don't I start this? Like, we'll see where it ends up. We'll see where it transitions to. And I am so glad that I have started this. Yeah, it's, I think it's such a smart idea because you're absolutely right. Coffee shops are a place where you just get to meet people. Like it is just, it's a social place. It was my favorite thing. It was, I'm with you. It was one of the biggest things I missed when quarantine hit and like coffee shop shut down. And like, yeah, I have the equipment at home, but it's one of the, I mean, it goes back to how much is equipment for professional coffee or like, what is the purpose of coffee drinking? If you have all the equipment, sure, you can get a, a pure coffee taste, but coffee, 90% of it is, is the connections that you make. And so uh, I was so upset. And luckily, you know, we got our mandates up and, and coffee shops were starting to, it, we're able to open up. And so yeah. I could like go back out and be like, yeah, I missed you and giving people hugs. And I'm like, get off of me. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Took me a while to figure out I couldn't hug people. And right. Oh man, it's tough. But it's um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm so glad that we uh <laughs> like coffee shops were able to kind of open back up safely and securely and and allow us coffee lovers to go back and just love on other coffee lovers. I know it's still here in Indiana. I mean, the coffee shops are opening, but in terms of like seating and stuff, it's not quite there and everybody's still right. doing drive-through, but yeah. one day it's coming. Right. We're lucky enough where, you know, like it's, I mean, it's, it's, I call it cold here, but it's probably like 60 right now. Um, and <laughs> a lot of the coffee shops here have like patios. And so it's, it's, it's a little easier to do social distancing. Um, you know, a lot of the coffee shops I've gone to, like it's every other table, it's the patio. So you can, you know, still kind of get your coffee fixed without feeling like you're putting anyone at at danger. So definitely. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's tough though. Cause it's, yeah, I miss coffee, especially since I started like working from home with Hendy's and everything like that. You know, a lot of my working from home was my computer coffee shop going around meeting, you know, roasters and owners Uh and and then all of a sudden it was like, can't do that. And now I'm stuck at home. And I'm like, half my business is meeting coffee people. <laughs> right. This is going to be tough. I need to find a segue to do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, go- how long has it been going on, Coffee with Bobby? It, we started the end of September was the first episode. Nice. Yeah. You've been doing it every week, twice a week, something like that. I mean, it's at been- least twice a week. There was one week where I was on an event marketing project. Um, so there was a week off, but yes, at least that twice a week. This week's been four times getting ready for the holidays and getting more content <laughs> out there. So it's been great. That's exciting. What do you, uh, do you have an end goal with coffee with Bobby or is it just something to like kind of keep you sane without like going crazy like because I'm with you I need to talk to people with otherwise I, I just go crazy so what is do you have an end goal for coffee or is it just like a super fun project you're doing oh goal as it is I mean I took a transition um a lot of people have heard the story you know from going from event marketing for 10 plus years and living that on the road lifestyle to now like I've actually loved being in one city for like five straight months. Right. Like that is a whole new concept for myself and my boyfriend. (laughs) Like we haven't actually like rented a place in, for me, it's been seven years. And like literally like we're either like bouncing back and forth between parents' houses and between like two week time span. And then you know, then you're the suitcase is moving, you're always going someplace, there's always another project. So like getting into this space of like, I really don't 
feel the need that I have to travel every week. And, you know, and then this popped up with it and I got into motivational speaking angle for coffee with Bobby. I mean, just to connect with more people and see where it goes and what it leads to, who knows, this could be a new thing that sticks for a long time. I think it's important too, because at least for me, and I just, I get excited about a lot of stuff. Uh, when we connected on Instagram and we started talking about it, this was something that I was looking forward to. Like as you, life is kind of slow right now, you know, everything's slowly grinding through, but I was just like, I got the coffee with Bobby. I told all my friends, I was like, we're, I'm doing this thing on Friday with Bobby. She's from Indiana. We're going to always so much fun. And so I'm uh, so for me, it was something to keep my hopes up. Um, and so thank you for that. So I think it's, um, and I don't think I just speak for myself. I think there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, you, when you reach out to them and say, do you want to come on this Bobby podcast? They're like, yeah. And it's, it gives them something to look forward to. So. Right. And it gives me something to look forward to too. So it's a two way street. It's not just one person. All right. So coffee's done. My brew is done and it's uh, I got a good, I don't know if you can tell, it's a flat bed of grinds. That's kind of what you're looking for um, to make sure that the coffee distributed evenly. You don't want like super hard coffee channels because um, like a river, uh, water will always go through the river. It's harder to go through other stuff. And so in order to get all the coffee evenly, you want to end with a flat bed. And I actually did. And thank God I did because we're live. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I was just I was just hoping it would go well. But, you know, who knows? So let me uh, pour myself some coffee and then we could talk about it. Yeah. So cheers. Here's the coffee with Bobby. This is exciting. Cheers, Sam. God, it's so good. Novella. It's so like well-balanced. It's they. what's crazy is Ruben uh, wasn't, I don't think he was like a roaster before this. Like this is his first kind of roasting gig. I know he's helped out with like barista stuff, um, mm. but he picked up roasting. He's been doing it, I think for like oh, maybe two years now, year and a half, something like that. And so, um, yeah. And so it's, it's for me as, as a, someone who's been building my palate, it's crazy to see his Oaxaca coffee go from what it was a year ago, which was still really good to like, this is easily the best, like, cup that I've ever had of his so yeah this is so good thanks Ruben thanks Sam for bringing this coffee into my world (laughs) like for those of you who didn't see like the preview video to this of like when I was talking about what exactly is in the Hindi's coffee box and these beans like no joke the universe has a way of connecting us and I saw that I was talking about like how I missed like going to coffee plantations when I was in actually in Oaxaca and then this bag of beans came in the mail and I was like we didn't even plan it guys yeah and it's uh you know between my roaster roasting partners um there's like probably 30 different varietals that I could have you know that I could send um I just, I really like their Oaxaca. And I was like, I, I want to impress Bobby on this. And so when I called up room and I said, I'm going on this podcast, can you do a special uh, batch for me? Two bags. I'll say, I'm going to send Bobby one. I'm going to keep one. He said, yeah. And it's uh and it was his Oaxaca. I was like, roasters, pick it, but I, I trust you. So yeah, I love it's it. great. I'm, I'm like, I'm very happy about this. So yeah, well, good. Yeah. So let's, what, what do you want to talk about? We should, now Ooh, that we have our coffee. Teach us how to like taste it because we always see these notes yes. that it says. And this one says dry fruit, citrus, and caramel on the bag. So how does the average coffee drinker or even like one that loves coffee figure out these notes? Yeah. So um, it's the first step is uh, you get a little bit um I've started when I train uh, Frankie, who's the other roaster at Village Coffee, which is where I roast at, and also one of my other roasting partners. Um, when we first started tasting coffee and I was working on his palate, um, you take a little bit and then you like slurp it. And so you kind of want to spray it over your tongue. It's easiest done with a spoon where you take a spoon, you can kind of slurp it. Um, but that allows all your taste buds to get it. Otherwise, um, the best way to taste coffee 
that I found as I'm working on my palate is I'll take a journal and I'll write down what I think it tastes like. Um, Cause you taste this and you know, it tastes like berries. You might not know exactly what kind of berries, but you're like, that's a like berry flavored coffee. Um, and coffee's flavors change as it cools down. So you'll get more of a, you'll get more of the notes as it cools down. You won't get it when it's super, super hot. Um, and so the best way that you can kind of work on that is take a journal, write down what you think it tastes like right away. And it's okay if you're wrong. The idea is for you to start out to kind of figure out, can I tell a difference as it cools down, put two coffees together, go to your local roaster, just get a small batch of like a, a heavier coffee, like an Ethiopian or something like that. And then a lighter coffee, like a Mexican and taste them side by side and see if you can even just tell the difference. Um, I've been working on my palate for four years. I can tell you when something tastes like apricots or caramel or chocolate, but I can't tell you, you know, there's some coffee tasters out there that'll be like, yeah, that's Brazil. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. That's just like, you gotta be in the game for decades and nobody I, I think needs to get that far. But I think once you figure out what you like, so I'm not, you know, I really like, um, I've gotten into kind of lighter notes, what mm -hmm. like the chocolatey, some berry and caramel of like what the Mexican coffees are. I've been on like a Mexican coffee high for the last like six months. Um, so I know I like that. And so if I go into a roastery or a coffee shop and I say, I kind of like a uh, more medium bodied with some chocolate or berry notes to it, they can, you know, kind of narrow that down and give me a cup that I like. Uh, versus something like uh, when I was first starting out, uh, Jima or Sumatra. Jima is an Ethiopian. Sumatra is a Indonesian. Those tend to be heavier bodied, earthy, like what you think of when it comes to coffee, you know, like real heavy. Um, and I kind of, right. So I, I liked those just because that was what I thought coffee was. Um, and, you know, because especially if not brewed right with a berry coffee like this, it can almost get overwhelming and like taste sour because there's so much berry notes to it. So part of that is a well-roasted coffee. If you roast it too light, you might get too much of those berry notes. Um, if you brew it too fast, uh, you might get some of those too. And so it's the grinds. It's, it's a lot of stuff, but I don't want to scare anyone away from coffee. To get back to your question, if you're starting out with coffee and you want to figure out how to build your palate, start by taking notes on if you can even tell the difference between when you first brew it, don't burn your mouth, wait like a minute, I guess, you know, and then, um, you know, five minutes later and 10 minutes later, uh, hopefully you're not going through a whole pot of coffee within 10 minutes. If you are, I'm not going to judge, just you know, try not to do that, <laughs> but take notes on that and then just start figuring that out. And then you can always go to a coffee shop and talk to a roaster or a barista and be like, Hey, I bought your bag of Mexican Oaxaca beans. Um, can you tell me about it? I've had, I have some notes of what I think it is, but I want to make sure the terminology is right. Every roaster will love if you do that. So. Ooh, points to take. I'll definitely have yes. to walk into some more roasters on that. <laughs> how do you, um, how did you find your connections? Like when this idea started of Hindi's coffee boxes and you roast currently, correct? Yes. yes. And then like, did you do this as like a way to collaborate with more Arizona coffee roasters or some of your favorite? Yeah. So it was, um, when I came back from traveling, you know, and I knew I wanted to do coffee, uh, you know, I, I live here in Phoenix. And so I looked around and I could have gotten a job at like Starbucks or something, but I knew I wanted a coffee shop one day. And the best way, you know, I knew when I started a coffee shop, you know, whether it's in 10, 20, 30 years or whatever, it's going to be a small shop. I'm not going to start with a giant conglomerate coffee business. So I figured I should find a small shop to work at and learn how they run a small shop because there's no way I can get to 15 stores if I don't even know how to run one. And so I found Village Coffee Roastery here in Scottsdale, um, talked to Lisa, who was the owner. Uh, I remember our interview process. We sat down and she asked me, so why do you want to work here? And I said, well, honestly, Lisa, I'm hoping to have my own coffee company one day. So I might be your competition. And she's like, ha, great. I love it. You're hired. And I was like, oh, what did I get myself into? <laughs> you know, so, That's awesome. She, and so she's been an amazing mentor in terms of starting Hendy's Coffee. So uh, when I started working here, 
you know, started in the kitchen making some of the breakfast foods and lunch foods and everything. Um, and within a few months, you know, showed my interest in roasting because we, we roast everything here. Uh, talked to Nick, who was the current roaster. He trained me, took me on for about a year. We roasted together and then I started roasting by myself and now I've been roasting for about four years. Uh, two years ago, I brought on Frankie, who is um, kind of a younger guy who just wanted to get into roasting. And so he applied for the shop. And so I've been training him. So now it's Frankie and I have been roasting for the last two years on and off, you know, switching. Um, and so Hendy's Coffee Box was this idea where I wanted, you know, obviously I have a lot of uh, goals for what I want Hendy's Coffee to be. Like when I'm 70 years old, 80, 90, 100, and I'm like on my deathbed and I'm like, I accomplished all this. I'm good. But believe it or not, I don't have a, a million dollars or anything to start a coffee shop. And so I said, what's a small scale thing that I can start with my part-time jobs that isn't going to kill me where I can still pay my bills, mm. um, you know, where I can kind of start slow. And so that's where the coffee box started. And the one thing that I loved about the idea immediately was, well, I could go out and spend $10,000 on a roaster, um, but I love people. Why don't I just talk to different roasters and see if I can partner with them and like buy their coffee at, you know, a wholesale price, put it in my box and up the box price by like a buck, you know, so I'm making a dollar per box, you know? And um, so I had to figure out the tough thing was the logistics. Um, my fiance, Lindsay is a phenomenally smart woman and she figured out all the logistics and she, I'm not like that. I can't do that. I'm not very, I'm not good with math. I'm, I'm more ideas and people and, and execution, but in terms of getting from like A to B, it was, uh, Lindsay helped me out a lot. So I would not be here without her. Uh, and she's working right now cause she's a hard worker. Um, and so that was, you know, what I had to kind of figure out was, okay, um, coffee box, low overhead. I got to buy boxes, which is like a buck or two a box. You can get them branded. Um, you buy them, you know, buy 200 or so from numerous different companies. I go to the roasters. I got to talk to them. Hey, I have this idea. The hardest thing was finding roasters around here that uh, would believe in me, you know, because especially with this year kind of being the pandemic and, and money being tight, um, most roasters don't make any money on wholesale uh, coffee. They make very, very little, but all that goes to either wages for the roaster or the gas that they use and electricity. And so when I came to them and I'm like, hey, I want to buy some wholesale coffee, usually in order for them to make somewhat of a profit, you're trying to buy 20 or 30 or 50 pounds a month. I'm not at that scale yet. So I was like, I just want to buy one or two pounds a month. And I could see how that would be like, this kid just wants to buy coffee at a discounted price. Like this is, he's not <laughs> he's around. He's got this new idea. I don't like, know about <laughs> it. So I went to a handful of roasters that uh, said no, which is understandable. I don't hate them for that. But Lisa, my owner here, uh, was the first one to say yes, which is remarkable to like have a boss in an industry work for them and pursue starting a company in that same industry and having them support you. Like it's, I don't know. It's I've I don't I don't have any friends that have, I've talked to that are like, yeah, my boss would be totally cool with me starting my own firm or something like that. Right underneath um, them, yeah. Right, <laughs> and so that's um. But she's been super supportive, which is great. Uh, when I you know I re-enrolled in some community college classes for like accounting and economics just so I could learn how to run. The, she Lisa runs all her own numbers. She does all her own accounting, so she knows that. So I'd come in with my homework for my business uh -huh. with my, and she'd be like, "Okay, here's how you do that." And this and so it was, um, it was super helpful. So I found her first, and then immediately after, I found Novella because uh, Melissa and I went to high school together. And uh, we were just talking coffee one day and she's like, oh, well, you know, my husband roasts. And I'm like, what? You know, that's interesting that you say that because I'm looking for some roasts. So I went over, I actually did a podcast in January last year. I had an idea of starting my own podcast called What's Brewing. Uh, in the past year, I've done exactly one episode and it was with them and it was in January. So in the last 11 months, I've done nothing with it, but it was, uh, it was exciting. Um, it was like, I had no idea what I was doing but I recorded it and it was a fun conversation. Um, so yeah, so that's when you were like, you know, come on my podcast. I was like, this would be so much fun. I have so much to learn in case I ever want to like go back to the podcast route. Yeah. I mean, it is a total learning curve. And in the past few months, you know, on the podcasting side, like mm -hmm. I have, 
I now have a microphone and I was doing it on Instagram live and then it transitioned to zoom to Facebook live. And now it's got its own podcast on Apple and Spotify and other platforms. So it's just a huge learning curve and I'm just, yeah. how do you, I got a question. Cause I've struggled yeah. with this in terms of like starting something small. Like I, I wanted to start, you know, what's bringing the podcast. Um, but I spent so much time diving into how to do it that I think I sacrificed actually doing it and that hindered me. And that's why I don't think it, it moved. So there's a lot of reasons why it didn't work out. Um, but how do you balance that where obviously you're a professional and you want to give the best quality possible and, you know, in the best way possible. But I assume you also know that you can't just sit around and do research all day. You actually have to go out and do some action. So how do you find that balance with that? Or how did you find that balance with, with that? Oh, so a big thing. So being in the creative field for a while from event marketing to photography, to, you know, digital marketing, a huge hindrance. And not only for like smaller businesses, everyday people, but even like talking influencers and large brands a huge thing that we all deal with is the perfectionist syndrome. You know, if like, it's gotta be the best from the very beginning. You know, I can't put something out because, you know, I can't post a photo on Instagram because the white balance is off or this filter looks too bad. And having yeah. had that in the past where like, I know that was a roadblock. I mean, the other day on my Instagram feed, the house lights in our house are more amber orange tint. And like, I looked red, but I was okay with it because it was one of those like in the moment photos that like you could put it in Lightroom all you wanted. And this was as color corrected as it was gonna get. Um, but a huge thing is perfectionist syndrome. And for me, it's like just trying it. You know, you can Google and find out like what's the best way or the best platform to host your podcast on. Mm -hmm. And like I looked that up and compared, you know, Anchor to Transistor to a couple of other ones to decide where I wanted to host it. But it wasn't one of these things where I was going to get tied up into, you know, I'm going to spend a week on this and stop myself from actually creating the content and doing it meanwhile. Right. That's yeah, I get that. The perfectionist syndrome is it's, it's real. I mean, it's uh, especially cause this year I started getting into coffee photography. I started a side little coffee photography, Instagram, just to support the local coffee shops here. Um, and there'd be like a week where I wouldn't post some, I'd go in and do a shoot for like a coffee mm -hmm. company and I wouldn't post any photos cause I was still editing them and it really wanted to, and it's, ah, oh, I feel that. I feel that real. Cause it's, you know, so I launched this year, right? I launched Hendy's. My first shipment was like December 31st. Cause I promised myself I'd get the first box out before uh, January 1st of this year. Okay. Well, the, the year before that I had spent so much time building my website, which you go on Squarespace or Wix or Shopify, like it's done within five minutes, but I wanted to build it right. Um, my good friend, Alex runs a marketing brand here in Phoenix called brand loyal. He does website design, everything. I reached out to him. He's way too expensive for my pocket. Um, Cause he does like big brands. Um, right. And, but he told me, he said, you know, I think it's beneficial. And he was right. Uh, if I learned how to build my own website, my coffee, uh, you know, coffee box website. So that way when I'm talking to roasters, an idea that could be, or a business opportunity that could be is, Hey, you know, Bobby's coffee roastery. Um, do you want to partner with me? Great. We figure that out. And then it's also like, Oh, do you want to do your own subscription box for your customers? And then you could be like, Oh, possibly be like, well, I can build you that website. I already know how, so you don't have to worry about that. So he was right. It would give me some experience, but man, I was like, oh, I don't like how this looks, or I really want this picked a little lower or this text doesn't look. And it was, it was tough. I think, yeah, yeah it's the biggest struggles I had this year in my first year of business is perfectionism. And then I think I tried to juggle too much, which is weird. Yeah. Cause as an entrepreneur, I know you have to juggle a lot, but it's a, uh, there's a lot to do. Yeah. And it's not only like the perfectionist syndrome, but also, you know, you have the fear of judgment, 
you know, somebody on the other end that you don't know the face of that's going to come in and be like, oh, well, they're not going to like this. Or what if this looks weird to them on my website? But I want to just say this, like, yes, I've been in some of those places before, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was doing photography, um, part-time into full-time and working with people. And then where I'm at today and what I've learned, like, I don't even have my own website right now. I have a domain. Like right. I've got domains, I've got everything. And I just, somebody messaged me on I think on Instagram. And she was like, I was like, I need someplace to put all these links up. And she was like, Linktree, it's free. And this is like a 17 oh, year old. Yeah, yeah. A 17 year old who has her own podcast. And she, I was like, you're a genius. Like, why didn't I think of this? Like I needed you to say this and just put all the links together until it comes time to like actually sit down and develop a website, you know, for everything. I was like, this is perfect. So yeah, it's just going through it and not letting that fear creep in as it always does. Yeah. And these, these young people, they know what they're doing. Cause yeah, when I found Linktree, I was like, this is a, this is a saving grace. This is amazing. And it's, um, yeah. Yeah. Looking back, of course, hindsight's 2020, you know, what would I have done differently in the, you know, last year and whatnot, but it's, um, what do you want to do in the next year? Let's, let's focus on 2021, 2020 is behind us in like a week, two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Um, what is Bobby Klein doing in 2021? I'm excited. I want to know. Ooh, this is such a great question. And I love this conversation because normally it's like me leading it, but this is total collaboration, (laughs) like normal coffee combo here. Um, 2021, I'm ready to find a house. Nice. Whether it's renting, whether it's buying, whether it's building, I don't know where it's going to be, but yeah, I'm ready to like stop the suitcase from moving every week or how has that transition? Do you enjoy, cause I know you, you're like, you've traveled a lot and this year you've been in one place. Did you, do you enjoy it? Was it, we- was it a weird adjustment? How, how was that? Oh, I loved it. My boyfriend had a huge time, like hard time transitioning to it. Like, I love to cook. I love being in the kitchen. Like, this is the (laughs) longest that we have gone, like not ordering takeout, not going to restaurants. And everybody else around us is like, you're making Bobby cook again? And I'm like, no, I actually love to cook. Like, I'll make dinner for the whole family. This is what I'm cooking. Are you going to eat it? Um, And it's been one of these, like, great blessings. And we also, in, I think it was... February before the lockdown set Mm -hmm. and or right right before February March we had gotten off of a project um, with the Mardi Gras in New Orleans and then we were back here in Indianapolis at my parents and I was like okay I there's this deal that's happening a weighted blanket store is going out of business like these are $300 20 pound weighted blankets Wow. Like all I have to do is pay for shipping. And he was like, I was like, it's only $50. Like I'm going to grab one. And in his mind was like, how, if we're traveling, (laughs) like, where are we going to put a 20 pound blanket? You know, like we can't check a blanket with us. I'm like, it can live here. Like if we're on the road, like he was like, whatever, I don't care. Um, But yeah, definitely like ready for a house. Like we've gotten kitchen stuff. We're Ooh. we're ready to make that move. I'm he made a coffee table the other day, Aww. you know. So just getting into that mental space and like doing more stuff that we love to do. Yeah. 2021. But- so for me, it's like doing more of the coffee show and more speaking engagement to like finding that passion that ignites you and I I feel like that adjusts over time like we there were when I was doing photography I really enjoyed that and then like life changes and so forth you transition and this is where I'm at today yeah what about you what what does 2021 look like for you yo it's crazy that you mentioned that because uh 
Lindsay and I just bought a house. And so, and we will be moving in 2021. It's a new build. Um, uh-huh. It's out uh, west in, you know, kind of West Phoenix. And um, we have an appointment on Monday to go to the design studio where Lindsay's so artsy. And this is like, I envy her for it, but also I don't think I would have time to be artsy because I would just dive into it. Um, so the design studio, when you're building this house, you know, you get to pick the tiles and the backsplash and the little... I don't know, ceiling. I don't know what you get to pick, but you know, so we have like a four hour meeting on Monday with the design person um, where we get to pick all the granite on the countertops and stuff. So that's a big deal for us. Um, And then, you know, we were hoping to get married this next year, but with quarantine and everything, all the weddings got pushed back a year. Uh And so we're actually looking at 2022. So it kind of works out that this year, you know, is the house. The next year is the wedding. And then, you know, instead of all of it being in like one year, because I feel like that would just be complete. And then especially with Hendy's Coffee being in its second year and like now that I've got some momentum and movement and I'm actually putting, you know, I'm putting more hours into it. I feel like it would be a lot. Uh, this, <laughs> this oh, yeah. Year. It gets to be like one of these sort of like, I don't want to call it a nightmare, but it's like yeah. you've got the wedding planning. And I know from the event side and like some of my close friends got married few years ago but I remember it was so funny like they were planning a wedding in Indiana from Paris and like I would be the liaison for them to like go check out (laughs) and everything else and then like I would try to call in and they're like oh we can't we're trying to do like seating arrangements and this person can't sit next I'm like you guys are like blowing my mind like why do I want to sign up for this yeah, it's it's insane. And so that's um yeah, so I'm glad that it's a little spread out, which is kind of nice. Um we won't we won't kill each other trying to like decorate the house and plan the wedding and do everything cuz we're going to get married in Rochester, New York, cuz that's where she's from originally. Okay. Um it's going to be like a beautiful it's out on an apple orchard like the leaves will be changing. It's going to be fall time. Oh, I know nothing. Oh yeah, I know nothing about that cuz being, you know, in the desert we don't have anything that changes. It just doesn't get as hot. So, <laughs> but uh, we went out and visited some of her friends and family out there this September or October or something. So I got to see like what it would look mm. like. Um, and it was real pretty. So that's, that's what I've got for 2021. And then just, you know, I was, uh, as I was thinking about our podcast last night, I started making a list of what I really want to focus on for 2021 for Hendy's coffee. Um, Cause like I said, I feel like I'm juggling a whole bunch of stuff and as an entrepreneur and it's really Lindsay and I running this business and she's a pharmacist. So she's got hard, long hours at the hospital anyway. Um, you know, I said, I, instead of trying to do a billion things kind of okay, I'm like trying to pick like five or six that I really want to focus on. Cause uh-huh. if I, I feel like if I can get that base down, then the next year, 2022, I could pick another five things. Um, Cause I don't know. I had this thought last night that I have a long-term plan for Hendy's coffee. I plan on doing this forever. So I'm not planning on quitting anytime soon, but at the same time, I'm like, I have to get everything done immediately. So like I was just last night, I just kind of looked at myself in the mirror. I'm like, that's probably one of the stupidest things I've ever thought. (laughs) This is true. You know, like take it, like, that's what I've learned this year is how to slow down and how to be okay with life slowing down. And going with the flow of what happens and at times people are like how can you go from like zero to a hundred and then drop right back down to zero and that's what happened in an event life you would work 70 plus hour weeks and then for three months straight and then you'd be like okay this is cool i'm taking (laughs) a month off like i'm going to costa rica i'll see you guys later and that's what happened and you were down to zero for a month and then you get a call and you go okay, well, I guess I'm hitting the road. So it's another 70 plus hour weeks for another month or six months, you know? Uh, But learning (laughs) to be okay with like the way the pace is going and moving in that flow. That's, so I get that. I, uh, for the last like two, three years, I worked like three different part-time jobs. I mean, it was up at, you know, four or 5 a.m. in bed at 10, like I can tell you my sleep schedule was not happy with me, but it was, constant um because you know i was saving up money to launch hendy's and to keep that going and to pay the bills and then all of a sudden boom like march april 
Um, one of my, the places, one of the places I was working closed. So I lost those hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a youth minister at my church. I transitioned over to online ministry because our church is doing like a lot of online stuff. And so, and I right. like doing marketing stuff. So my middle school minister took over all the high school stuff and I jumped onto the marketing team and started doing that, but that was less hours. So it's like, boom, one job is gone. Boom. Half the hours over at the church is gone, which I'm fine. I'm not complaining, but it was just, at I do like, you know, I'd roast. And then all of a sudden it's like 2 PM. And I'm like, I, what am I supposed to do with my life? Like I go home and Lindsay's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm working on Hendy's. That's what yeah, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I got to go to another coffee shop. And so, yeah, it's um, from your perspective. Cause it's, as you know, as a business owner, it's hard to kind of get outside perspective. Cause I'm, I'm like a hundred percent neck deep into Hendy's and coffee. 24 seven every day, 365 Uh, from your perspective as just an avid coffee lover. What would you recommend I focus on in the next year? Since you've been in the professional space, um, I want to know, cause I'm so, I'm so like deep into my own stuff that I sometimes forget to actually listen to other people, which is I'm working on that. (laughs) So um, what do you think? Definitely the collaborations. If you're having an issue with like time, and Mm -hmm. delegating different tasks. Like for instance, I know for a fact, I've built stuff like this and it is time consuming when it's a completely flat box to fold (laughs) it and to package it. I mean, I've had to fill (laughs) tons of these different things for freebies and hand them out to people. Reach out, like- Nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks about how, I spent like half an hour twice a month folding boxes. Yeah, because like for those of you who don't know, this box doesn't start out like this. It starts even flatter than this. Like, um, (laughs) find an intern, you know? Okay. Like, even reach out to the people who are at your church or, you know, post it on your Instagram. You know, there's got to be some kids who are still hanging out at coffee shops if you're hanging out there like just start talking to them and they just like how um the owner of village coffee like sort of brought you on under her wing Mm -hmm. you can do that with somebody else and just bring it to life um i will say this the one thing that i noticed that sets you apart a hundred percent is the personalization You like, know where I got that idea from? It was, um, I, I'd go to the YMCA to work out and there was this guy, uh, Fred, kind of this older gentleman who started a, um, uh, a grocery chain here. He's one of the founders. It's called AJ's um, mm-hmm. Grocery Store. And they, he, when they started in the 90s, they had a little small, like one pound coffee roaster. And you could go and like, you know, request a bag of Brazil and they would roast it for you and then go shopping. And they would write the name like, you know, for Bobby on the bag. And he t- and they stopped doing that, but he said it was just so much fun to do that. I was like, I think I want to do that. And so that I started that immediately with my first box. I was like, I'm going to write the name of the person on the box because I still find value in handwritten notes, like you saw in the picture um, uh, of myself, Ruben, and Melissa. Yeah, here it is for those yeah. of you who didn't see the video, and it is handwritten with the story. I know it's hard to read, and it's probably backwards, um, but like these two keys and I just noticed when I had the box sitting like this and I could see the label <laughs> like at the bottom it says thank you love the Hindi's coffee team like nobody is doing that right now that I yeah. know and I've it's, got- a, it's those little touches that I just enjoy doing and I think it's I think it's fun so I'm glad you appreciate that because it took forever to figure out how to write that little note on the bottom I mean, it's, it's super simple, but I just couldn't figure it out for the longest time because I'm an idiot probably. No, but it I mean, was, uh, I wouldn't, I send stuff out on eBay and everything else. So yeah. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> so yeah, well, that was, uh, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate that. Cause that's, but, uh, yeah, like all the touches and I'll show everybody that came in this from the additional stickers to share to like the notes on where the coffee originated from, the photo like I shared, and also the explanation on the coffee scoop. Like it's hard to see here, but it comes with the coffee scoop and 
like it says hi i'm your coffee scoop like <laughs> you know how many like this sounds like to normal people you're like of course it's a coffee scoop you don't have right. to tell me how to make my coffee but it tells the perfect ratio and i don't know there's so many people out there who are always like i don't know how to make the perfect cup of coffee or why does your coffee taste so much better than the way i make coffee <laughs> and you know they're not reading the back of whatever beans bag of beans that they bought yeah. on like what the ratio is supposed to be they're like well i've done this forever let me just take out my tablespoon and start count right. scoops until it looks it's, it's, right it's two scoops and a little over like yeah it's yeah right. that's, um, like oh just like and i've been a victim of that like i'm not saying anything you wrong. eyeball it yeah like i've done that before um when you don't have proper scoops or anything but like some of this stuff yeah i love it i love what yeah. you're doing with hindi's but yeah. if you need more help on the other side find absolutely they can yeah they can cut out stickers idea. they can package boxes for you yeah just those little things that add up over time that that's true okay maybe i'll do that because it is tough running everything by yourself you know right and so that, especially as as you expand and you're like all right like so i'm running two websites right now i'll plug my website because i can't yeah. uh my my website is hendyscoffee.com it's on the side of the box um my i have a second website that i'm kind of running things through as well hendyscoffeebox.com that's a shopify deal because i wanted to work on the back end of my hendyscoffee.com that's through wordpress that's the website that i built mm -hmm. myself so there were some like structural changes and like the back end that i wanted to work on and so i pointed like the domain to hendyscoffeebox.com which is a shopify and that's way easier it looks good on mobile like it does all that stuff but it doesn't do everything that I need, wanted it to do with that. I can't tell you how many times in the last two months I've had to get on the tech help with GoDaddy because I've messed something up, like the the DNS pointing, the domains, the IP. It's just it's so it's much tech easy. stuff. So I've had to go on, and they're like, "Hi, Sam." I'm like, "I can you just reset it to whatever I did last night?" And so I reset it. It works. So I'm like, "All right, let me try this again." I do it, <laughs> and I mess something else up, and so that's um. Yeah, I, Lindsay and I have talked about the first person that I probably hire will be a tech person where I can just be like, make sure the website doesn't crash. Because at that point, that's the lowest bar that I can go. But that's like something that I keep because I can't run an e-commerce business with no website. Like that's just. Right. Unless you start doing in. like PayPal orders or something right. like that. Yeah. And, I, and I've got like a square account where I can send invoices and um whatnot but it's still yeah God, technology's tough but it's i've had a blast running this this year like it's been That's a awesome. super fun journey so despite the headaches and the late nights with GoDaddy and the it's it's really been fun i'm really glad i did this Ooh, so. an idea that just came to mind is you know since you're still at this like early stage of it and getting it to that next level have you mm -hmm. thought about putting like Hindi's coffee box on Facebook marketplace. No, I have not. You and you could work? do it like as, as the price of it for one yeah. box. And I don't know how the Facebook algorithm works. Right. If you put a website in the description of it, but you could put like message me for more info yeah. and then direct them to it. I never thought about it. That's a really smart idea, actually, because I I, can, I look on Facebook Marketplace just for my next coffee journey is going to be I want to start a coffee trailer, like mm -hmm. get an old horse trailer and refit it to be. And so I've looked on Facebook Marketplace for like horse trailers and I've like figured out how to navigate it. I've never thought about putting Hendy's coffee box on it. I might try to do that. That might be one of my 2021 things and just play around with it and even oh. see how that goes and then click offer shipping on it so then not only does it go to arizona and scottsdale yeah. area it goes all over the place whoever Everywhere. searches for coffee that's a smart idea huh okay there you go new there you thing. Go. Boom. get it done Boom. by january 2nd i'm gonna check in <laughs> you're gonna call me back <laughs> yeah i mean it literally yeah. only takes like five minutes to post that's it. right so. i could do that yeah 
that's a good idea. Well, hey, what's our time? I feel like we. Yeah, we're almost over. at an hour. Okay. Um, as we begin to wrap up here, because yes. I, I know everybody's got things to do today. What's been one of the biggest blessings for you this year? Uh, the people that have supported me. Um, you know, it's uh, Lindsay's family is a very educated family. They're very, they're all super smart, like doctorates and masters. And uh, I'm a college dropout that's trying to start my own little coffee business. Um, so her family has been super, super supportive of that, which is, that's a blessing. Lisa helping me with like accounting homework, um, knowing that it's for my business, that if it explodes and, you know, I, I probably won't work here anymore. Cause I'd have to go full time. Um, Lindsay, hundred percent. We got engaged in February, like Congrats right before everything shut down. I was just going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, and so that was, uh, I don't know. There's been a lot of people blessing in my life. Um, you know, a lot of things have gone right for me. Um, a lot of things, I don't, I don't really have any complaints this year. So between the support of, of Lisa, between the support of like the, you know, Lindsay's family and all my friends, um, my best friend, Zach just had his first kid. That's a blessing. Um, and so I got to go see them for Thanksgiving. This cute little Noah kid. So I don't know, looking back on this year, there's nothing that I can complain about. I take on, you've probably heard Gary V talk about it where there's like five or six people in his life that as long as they're healthy and okay, mm -hmm. life's good. Um, I heard that and I'm like, I could go with that. And so I've started doing that over the last two years where I try not to complain about things as long as Lindsay's healthy and I'm healthy and Zach is healthy with his new kid. And I'm like, life's good. Life will keep going. So, you know, I've been blessed. I love it. This year has been full of blessings. Yes, it's been up and downs, but when you look at it, there's so yeah. many things to still be grateful for. And Absolutely. I'm so glad to hear. Uh, where can we find more info out about you? What are your social handles and website again? Yeah, so everything is Hendy's Coffee. Uh, Hendy's is H-E-N-D-Y-S Coffee. So it's, my last name is Henderson. So it's short for Henderson, it's Hendy's. Lindsay actually came up with that. My original name for my coffee company was Taste Coffee Co. I was like, so gung-ho about it. I was like, man, this is gonna be good. And she heard that, she's like, that's a dumb name. And I was like, well, I thought it was kind of a cool name. And she's like, what about like Hendy's Coffee? And I was like, what? And I really liked it, but I didn't want to admit it. And I was uh -huh. like, no. Well, I'll think about it. Maybe it'll grow on me. I'm upset that I didn't think of that first. And so, uh, so it's Hendy's Coffee, H-E-N-D-Y-S Coffee on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. Um, the email is hello at hendyscoffee.com. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you have any questions on that, uh, hendyscoffee.com is my main uh, website, um, but also hendyscoffeebox.com will work. Um, you know, just if you go on at like 2 a.m., hendyscoffee.com might not work because I'm like, I've shut it down so I can like work on it. But right. it's, um, yeah, and I don't dare try to point the domain anymore after the last two months of not being able to do it correctly. And then me not even asking them to do it. So um, Hendy's Coffee, everything Hendy's Coffee. I've got my shirt, Hendy's Coffee right there. It's an HC. Like I said, I almost wore my novella shirt, but I was like, I don't want to like overwhelmingly be like, go novella because I do all day. I was like, I should at some level support my own. <laughs> so, well, I'll support that. both of them. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> Novella Coffee Roasters, your Oaxacan beans have been amazing. And I am so glad you went with salmon on this and decided to make this roast up. Um, you brought so much joy to my life this week. And it will continue because this is the first batch that I've made of many. Um, Sam, I'll put all of your social media links and website in all of the show notes in the comments. Um, you can find more info out about Sam and Hindi's Coffee. Keep doing what you do. Like, seriously, this is incredible. Um, the coffee is so good. You have a way of bringing like the best beans out. And I know this is just like one box that I've gotten, but I know like from your level of doing it, it's like you're picking la creme de la creme. Yeah, I, I taste every batch. So I, I make sure that it's good quality. And it's like Novella is phenomenal. So I might've just started with the best. So who knows? Your next bag might not be 
super good, but. Oh, I doubt that because I'm sure you're going to include one of your bags that you've made coming up. So absolutely. You betcha. So yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, I was worried, you know, cause I was listening to your other podcasts and like with other business people that are like more well-established and like doing, I'm like, I don't know. I'm in my first year. I haven't really done much. So let's, you know, hopefully I can make this. So it's uh, I really appreciate you uh, having faith in me and taking uh, time out to talk to me. It means a lot to me. Oh, so well, thank you, Bobby. Thank you so much for coming on today, CM. For everybody who is listening and watching this today, I encourage you to go out and support your local coffee shop today. Buy a bag of beans, um, do something local, buy a cup of coffee, local, I don't know, maybe you're like me and get an Americano with a little bit of steamed coconut milk and extra foam today. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And that is a wrap on today's episode of Coffee with Bobby with Sam. Perfect. Have an amazing day, guys. Take care. Thank you, Bobby.